Gen-X ladies, have you ever stopped, took a breather, and thought, hey, is this it? I mean, is this all? Then life hits you with menopause and midlife crisis. Well, that's what happened to me. But ladies, it's not game over. Oh, no. We've got to get up and claim our space and fight back. My name's Simona, and come join me as I document my life journey, discover midlife solutions one step at a time. I will present various ways to improve our lives and increase our self-care. I will interview inspiring people, share with you the best-kept secrets to a successful and meaningful life. So let's get rocking! Couch the Fire will inspire you to get unstuck and venture out of your comfort zone and ignite your fire within. Couch the Fire. Get your life back. Hello, folks. This is Simona, and I have an amazing guest with me today. Her name is Bridget McMullen of the McMullen Design Group. Hello, Bridget. Hi, Simona. (laughs) So happy you could join me. Um, We actually went to the same uh, school, high school together, didn't we? We did. Yes, we and we did theater and music and band. We were in the creative room because you were in band, weren't you? Yes, and Thespians. Thespians. (laughs) Yes. Who knew? Um, I asked her to come join me because we've been friends on Facebook a lot and uh, you were showing these awesome watercolors like every week and I was just like, oh my gosh, Bridget, you're an artist and you're doing all the things that we all want to do and we all want to take time doing and I was like, oh my gosh, Bridget, this is awesome. I need to connect with you and t- and tell me why you're doing this and like I'm so inspired. So uh, like last week I started doing paintings because you after our call, but um, tell me about your artwork. Tell me about my artwork. Well, it, it's coming from a place of, of like, it's been a journey. It's been about a 10-year journey for me to get to this kind of painting. And um, and, and and much of it very intentional. Um, I, I had a lot of changes happen about 10 years ago that, that just kind of woke me up and made me realize that I had, a, I had to move differently through the world. I had to make something. Um, I wanted... I wanted to become the person that I've always wanted to become. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. I, I had a vision in my head of the woman I wanted to be, and I wasn't being that woman. And so I realized that just like I built my business, right, I could take those same principles and and apply that to me, right? Just apply that to mm-hmm. to how I walk through life. So. Um, that's what I started doing. I'm, I've always been, I think I've always, I've always been a leader. I've always been um, kind of methodical at what I do. I really want to learn things before I do them. I also think that's a very female thing to do, right? Yeah. Um, I was ready to, to claim that space. Like I, I finally realized, I was like, wait a minute, I, I do know what I'm doing. Let me mm-hmm. take, let me move into the next step. So that's kind of where I started. That's how I started painting. <laughs> and uh, did you do anything else? I mean, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to start painting. I mean, I no. think it was like, tell <laughs> no, me about well, that. In my head, I did. So um, when I was 38, I was overweight. I'd been on and off antidepressants, not tons. I wouldn't say I was like depressed, but I was definitely like, doctors were just trying to figure me out. And 
what it really was at the end of the day is I had an extra 50 pounds on my body that just was putting me in a bad headspace. And I decided right before my 40th, I made a, myself a, a pact of 40 before 40. It took me eight months. I lost 50. Wow. And oh my gosh. Um, I reclaimed myself and I didn't put any pressure on myself. Right. I did. I said, you don't have to exercise. You just have to learn how to eat right. And I wasn't eating poorly. I was just eating too much before. So I, that, that, was, you know, one little snippet of changing my mind, right? Changing my brain, like picking something and saying, I'm going to concentrate on this one thing. And I proved a lot to myself. And the best part of what I proved to myself at that point was that it, it, it changed my, my brain chemistry. <laughs> if I could, it, you know, like losing that weight. Believe it. I totally believe that. And I said, you do a lot of exercise. So, you know, like that same, it's that same realm of, of, of the endorphins and the, and all the different, the chemicals that you put into your brain once you start doing these kind of things. So, um, I lost the weight, life was good, felt great. Um, in my head, I was still wanted to paint, but I wasn't there yet. Right. That wasn't happening yet. And right before my 40th birthday, um, I decided to buy a, used trailer in a trailer park right on the ocean and um i know <laughs> so excited about it and this was my 40th birthday gift to myself so it's feeling good about myself i decided to make this huge commitment and um oh and here's the other big one that i forgot um so one of the things that was a big trans transition point for me at 38 was um i just said i wasn't gonna have kids like i, I finally mm -hmm. made that commitment and and you know and and still at that time people were saying to me oh you you can always change your mind you can change your mind I'm like no really i want to commit to the fact that this is what i want who knows what could happen right mm -hmm. but i'm not going to live my life with this idea that the person I have to meet or where I wanted to go, I knew I didn't want to be a single parent. So I knew I didn't want to do IVF or anything like that. So, you know, every day, every, we, I was dating at that point to look for a possible, you know, mate to right. have a, a relationship and a, and a family. And it, you know, it, I liked my business. My business was my family at that point. And, and I had, um, the 10 employees that were my children at that point, you know, I'm paying, I always say they're not my children, but I always like to say I'm paying like 10 college tuitions a year, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's a commitment when you have those people. Yeah. So that, that decision point at 38 that I didn't want to have children want to have children was this lift off my body that allowed me to just start doing things differently. Everything about my life started differently. So buying that trailer was part of that. It was this like realization that I'm like, hmm, well, I don't have kids, but I can buy, I can buy a trailer with that money instead. So, um, bought a used trailer, renovated it. That was a fun summer because I was like crawling under and fixing plumbing and just again, doing things outside of my comfort zone. And, um, when I bought the trailer, my intention for it was it to be my painting studio. So I had right. set, oh, yeah, I was right. setting, I was setting for myself this intention of at 40, I was like, oh, I want to paint. So in my head I was painting, but I wasn't painting, but in my head I was painting. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so probably another three or three, four years for me to like bring paints in and start getting creative in the space. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when I say creative in the space, I would have one painting that I would work on all summer because that's how much I didn't paint still, mm -hmm. but I was trying and the also reality of it is I, I'm creative for a living. I'm an interior designer. Mm -hmm. So I already see what I do as an art and I see running my business as an art. I really love my business aspect of, of what I do. 
So I wasn't not being creative. I wasn't not being artsy. I just wasn't channeling the time for me personally, right? All my art was always surrounded by other people doing all these, almost like, you know, you design billboards, Mm -hmm. right? So your creative energies are are flowing outwards to people to help them do what they want to do, right? But you're not particularly doing the thing you want to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I was, it was really important to me to start claiming the time because time is, was my big issue to do those kind of things for myself. So I found myself in my forties really developing habits that allowed me to have myself back, which was not working evenings anymore, not working weekends anymore. Um, being, have hard lines on my space, right? You know, you want to paint, but then you have friends calling you, asking you to do something. I'm like, you know what? I'm painting. Or, you know, and I, or I'd be at the beach and people would be like, come outside. And they're like 10 feet from me. And they all want me to come outside. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm painting. And um, so that peer pressure to be part of, I had to be an artist, I had a retreat from. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm so excited about it because it's just like you carved out time. There's no excuses. You didn't give yourself any excuses and you, and you just really was intent about doing it. And I was just so inspired because every, every week you would show me something and I'm like, Oh my God, like love, love, love. Oh my gosh. And then your colors were amazing. And I was like, Oh, the last circular ones Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for the, maybe it was during the March or something. It was just Mm -hmm. so, so beautiful. And the, well, the before, color ahead. before we get off, I'm going to show you one that I did last night that was inspired by you. So <sighs> I'm, I'm dead serious. What? You, you, my, my art shaman in South Africa. And then this other woman who's like in my wheelhouse right now, all you guys all at once came to me last night and I started doing something. So we'll, we'll, oh my we'll save it. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, what you're seeing now you know, there's like a five year gap there. And, um, as I approached 45, um, well, yeah, about it's a five year gap probably yet that, that you see that where we were just talking about to where we are now. But so around 45, I, um, I started looking at myself as an artist and that was part of this journey, looking at myself as an artist saying, I am an artist and, and claiming that space back, um, which I don't think I allowed myself to be right. Mm -hmm. And so, I said, my background in art is I went to Moore College of Art and Design, Mm -hmm. which is the only all-women's college in America, and there's only two in the world. So it's a very special place for women, and um, and especially for women artists who are trying to develop a voice. And um, I studied interior design, but I minored in art history. And the reason I believe I minored in art history is because I've always wanted to be a painter. (laughs) So, you know... And, and I'm like the person who studies a painting from all angles. I'm, I'm reading about it, but I'm also studying technique. So um, I decided at that point that, that I was going to start looking at myself more as an artist. And one of the pieces that I studied when I was in school was feminist performance art. Always inspired me as well. So I decided to look at the next, when I was turning 45, I said, I'm going to look at the next five years of my life as an art project. And um, I don't know what that is yet, right? I was like 44. I'm like just kind of mulling it around. I decided I wasn't going to put pressure on it in that way. Mm -hmm. And what I was going to do is every year at my birthday, I would set an intention for the year. And that intention would 
be my journey. And that journey was my art. And that art was becoming the person I wanted to be. So it, it I didn't, I haven't known where this path is going to go. I've just decided to start taking the path when it opens up to me. When the universe right. gives me a path, I, I jump on it. And um, so my first year, um, I started mulling around right before I turned 45. So around, I want to say December, I decided what it was in my head, but I wasn't putting the intention out there yet. Um, and I was invited on a trip to South Africa um, by my, I used to be a nanny. So the people I used to nanny for are my friends. We've oh. had this relationship. And they said, we have this house in South Africa. Anybody who wants to come, they're going to be there for a month. And so I was like, I'm going to South Africa. Um, Why not? Of course. Exactly. And at the same time, I had decided that my first year's theme was was going to be called my year of art and sex. So I I was starting to organize my journey. And one thing I have fallen into in the first five years before I was 45 was yoga practice. I started practicing yoga at 40. Um, This little just side track. I started practicing yoga at 40. Um, it came to me after a bad heartbreak. It was a way for me to, to move through feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also, uh, during that time, uh, purged my entire life. I sold my home. I sold everything I owned and I moved into the city. I was living in the suburbs and I, I just wanted to shed myself of that lifestyle and really put myself in new energy. So, Mm -hmm. um, new beginnings, new beginnings. Exactly. So, so between 40 and 45, I had all these new beginnings happening. I had all this purging going on. I was, you know, embodying myself with physicality and, and diet and all these things just to get my, my brain in a better space. So um, I naturally went and looked for yoga retreats because I wasn't going to go to South Africa for a week and I didn't want to just stay at my friend's house for a week. So I wanted to go have an adventure. So I Google, I'm like, Google, Google. The first thing that came up was a, uh, a tantric uh, retreat <laughs> and I there's a tantric energy retreat and I was like okay and I looked at the dates and the dates lined exactly up with when of I was going course. of course they did and I was like well looks like I'm going on a tantric retreat and booked it and um I didn't know anything I mean I've read things on Tantra before. If you Google Tantra, all you're going to see is that it's about sex. There's especially Western Tantra has gone what's called Neo-Tantra. So it's very mm-hmm. um, um, sexual energy oriented. And um, I was just, I was curious. I wanted to go check it out. So um, that summer I did a lot of painting. I go on my trip and um, I, that retreat changed my life. That retreat brought me back to a piece of me that I, it, it, it brought me back to a place. Like, I can't even explain what it brought back to me. The, the joy and the, um, and the embodiment of myself and learning to have compassion for myself and love for myself again and grace for myself. And, um, you know, I, we, I said this earlier, I'm a leader and, um, I've always been that. And that's, that's one of my best attributes. My whole entire life, though, I've been told it's my worst attribute. And I just started realizing, like, I have to start loving these things as much as I can, because if not, I'm just going to go through my life 
hating myself and not loving the things I'm doing and creating. And I am doing all these super positive things. And for some reason in my head, I, I just thought they weren't. And, um, so, sorry. Um, wait, wait, I'm not apologizing for my tears. (laughs) I've already cried this morning. (laughs) Well, guess what? In my 20s, when I used to manage, I used to manage nightclubs and bars with Mm -hmm. all men. And I would cry because people would, you know, and they would, I would be made fun of all the time. And I was like, so I told myself not to cry. I fucking taught myself not to cry. What the hell is that all about? Right. And you like, you like remove a piece of your heart when you do that. And you, and you remove a piece of your empathy and your, and that kind of conditioning that you're not allowed as a woman to be emotional. Um, I think we, I think as women, we need to own our emotions more. And I do, and have a voice for why I'm crying. Right. Right. I think that's important that we can tap into what's happening inside and then read that energy instead of just thinking of this as something shameful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sorry. This is what I have to say to myself. Ah, I did it again. See, but that's what I have to tell myself. So, um, I, uh, I came out of that retreat changed and I met some of the most amazing people I could have imagined meeting in my life. I, had the most amazing trip. Everybody I met at the retreat, because I did the retreat in the beginning and I was there for like two and a half weeks. Uh Everybody said, come visit me, come visit me. And I had left all this room open on my traveling. I didn't plan hotels. I didn't plan anything. I had a car and I went up just driving around South Africa, visiting like these brand new friends. And I came back from that trip just completely like, yeah, like this is the path I want to stick on. So, um, I started painting more and that year was me about me sitting down and learning how to sit down with my art. Mm -hmm. Um, that was the year that I, that, that I stopped letting people in on my free time. And I started concentrating on just putting the time in and, um, and taking some classes and learning techniques. And I put myself out there to meet other artists and, and the other artists I meet were feeding back to me. And, and, and so like I started, Collaboration. Building, yeah, I started, I started building a really beautiful community and I met this really wonderful artist. Um, his name's Troy and, um, uh, we had a connection art rise, which I was just phenomenal to me. And, and it still is because it, 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 when you surround yourself with those kind of people, you can feel that energy start to turn. And now I was connected to that energy, right? Like I had mm-hmm. gone on this tantric retreat and all the energies that I learned was, was being manifested mm-hmm. outwardly and shared. Um, and so that, that, that first year was, was probably the most transformative time in my life. And, um, <laughs> well, wait, I say that and every year I surprise myself even more. So I don't, <laughs> but I could say between, you know, probably 25 and 45, 45 was the most transformative part of my life. It it was, it was definitely a big step forward. It's more of like a year of, or a couple years of self-reflection. So that, I mean, you need, you need that. Yeah. And, and like I said, like using those powers of what I'm good at, which is order, you know, it's amazing because the skill sets that I'm using, right. Are already skill sets that women are good at, which is 
organizing, multitasking. And what we do, I think, is we take all those things and we push them outward. Um, and, and what I did is I took all those things and I focused them inward. And a lot of people would say that's selfish. Well, exactly. Well, for me, no. I mean, I don't have to worry about anything. I mean, I worry about my business. I worry about my employees, but I don't have, I don't have children to worry about. I don't, I don't have that extended peace around me, which is difficult for women. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you're kind of being pushed all over, you know, your relationships, your kids, your businesses, mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. family members. And I think during this age that we're both in that it's like, I had the midlife crisis. I'm like, is this it? What, what am I doing? You know, like we need that time to self-reflect, to figure out who we really are and, and to be happy and mm-hmm. to understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I think that, you know, we, it, it, there's a guilt laid over to a top of taking that time um, and, and that's the one thing that women have to tell other women. Like you, I, I do tell women that all the time. I tell my staff that all the time. I, I have my staff, not by design is all women. So there's 10 of us. And, um, you know, that's one thing me learning how to be a better boss was being able to listen to women a little bit more in their needs. And the one thing I, I, I think I've always been good at is telling women, you know, I, 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 I want them to take time for themselves. You know, like I always, like if I give, if I give out Christmas gifts, I make sure they're Christmas gifts that they can enjoy themselves. They're not meant for everybody else, you know? So giving yourself that space that allows you the, the ability to go inward, I think is so important. Um, and that's a really thoughtful gift actually, you know, like I always do that. With my, I really try with my girlfriends to give gifts like that, especially my girlfriends with like kids or husbands and, you know, and relationship, any, basically anybody attached to anybody, actually all my girlfriends, but I always try to make sure they're gifts that I try to aim for gifts that are about like them doing something with themselves, like an, a, a pedicure, a manicure, a massage, things that give your, that, that feed your soul. Um, yeah. So good. So yeah. good. Cause we need that, you know? I know. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the, I don't think we, we, we take the time for ourselves and I, and I, that's what I did. I, I learned how to give myself the space to be the person I wanted to be. And, um, and I fully recognize as a single woman with no children, where I sit right now in the world. And when you, when you look at the big picture of the world right now, where women are in no time ever in history, have women had this much. We have, we have not had the ability to be on our own. We had not had the ability to not have children, you know, um, without being called a spinster. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, I mean, my, I have aunts that like, like, I look at them now, the ones that didn't have children, I'm like, you guys are freaking amazing, you know? And I, but I think back, back when I was younger, I didn't look at them that way because I was being taught not to look at them that way. That, that's not Mm -hmm. where you go. And, um, so that was part of this like realization at 45 was that I, 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 if I didn't take advantage of the choice I made, which was no kids, you know, the whole thing that I'm stupid. Like, I'm the stupid woman. Why would I not take advantage of what the other path has to offer me? Because I don't have to worry about the other thing. I know. I know. 
Like, yeah. So that's what kind of jumped me out of my, my, my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always danced on the edge of comfort zone. I've always been happy dipping into the weird, but like I said to my friend Dennis, we're on the beach. I think it was like two years ago. And I just turned to him and I was like, Dennis, I think I'm just going to go weird one day. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, you go for it. Like, like, I just knew that something was happening, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, For for females facing this kind of situation, do you have anything, advice to give them? Um, I think that you have to start by connecting with yourself. And that's the one piece that I have found. If I always consistently go back and look at what I've been doing, the trick is that I've been embodying myself. Mm-hmm. So the first embodiment for me was losing weight, you know, and that doesn't have to be your starting point. But for me, that was my starting point. But lo- losing that weight got me off of antidepressants. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So again, I, I was embodying myself again at that point. Um, I did, I did uh, probably start smoking more marijuana then. <laughs> so, but but that has been part of my creative, that yeah. has been part of my creative churn too. And my loosening up of, of who I think I am. Um, right. I got an amazing therapist. Amazing therapist. Ooh. Amazing. And she constant, I had therapist before that would like nod. Hmm. Hmm. You know, that I felt like I was being judged. Yeah. I finally found this therapist. She's a relationship therapist. She specializes um, in sex therapy as well. Not that I was having a problem there, but her language was different. And, um, and, and, and being the empowered woman she was, I was able to then, she was feeding back to me that energy versus questioning who I was as a woman. The other woman I used to go to would be like, well, what do you think about that? And she's like, my, this therapist would be like, do you think that's good? And I'd be like, I think it is. And she goes, it is. And she would, she would encourage me versus making me dig so deep that it was, she was empowering me. Oh, I love that. Yes. Which is, um, is also embodiment, right? Yes. Yoga embodiment. Um, all these, all these things we're wearing a bikini at like 41 embodiment, you know, like this, crazy stuff like that that I started doing and fabulous I kind of stripped away this judgment of myself and it it it's been peeling an onion it's literally been peeling an onion and where I'm at now or I think where my my journey so my my after my year of art and sex I had my um year of radical self-love and um and then after my year of radical self-love I'm actually in my year of becoming so I'm pushing myself through these these phases of of killing my onion and or blossoming my lotus or you know there's so many uh, <laughs> euphemisms I could give to what yeah. I I'm doing at the moment but um, I, I think that my consciousness is raised and I've used a bunch of techniques to get there and tantra being one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, there's, there's, there's so many modalities to get there. And, and so I've been open to learning them. And I think that would be my other piece of advice is that, you know, if something, if something is curious to you, then you should examine it. 
because if, if it sparks your interest, examination is part of evolution, right? It's part of us expanding our mind and changing. And talk about like the changing moment. Talk about a moment where we see people like realizing just what's going on with racism. Like they, I'm not a racist and then white systematic racism, like they're, they're all of a sudden their eyes just go like this. And then when they see it, they can't turn away. And I feel like that's the same with your inner journey. If something's curious to you, like research it, because if your yeah. eyes open wide up, wow, like who knows where the next door is past that thing. And that's kind of how I feel about it. I love it. And I love your journey. And I really think that you should be writing about this kind of eat, pray, love, Bridget McMullen. Oh, eat, pray, love, Bridget McMullen. Yes, that's coming. Actually, she has an amazing book that you would love. Um, what's her name? Her name's Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh-huh. I wrote a book called, um, it's one of my, it's one of my books that I actually, I just found it the other day again. It's, um, 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 oh, shoot, sitting right I will remember it and I will tell you and then you have to put it in your notes because oh my god it's so good and it's about the artist's journey and it's about letting these things go and I think as women we I need to get wait can you wait one second or bad bad podcast hold on I don't know if you know this, but she is in her artist retreat place and it's so gorgeous. Yay. Uh, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. Big Magic. This book transformed me. In fact, like I have written on it. You must give this back to me, Bridget, because I give this to my artist friends all the time. And then I hound them till I get it back. This is my copy. Um, But this book quite transformative in opening up your mind. I love it. Bridget, thank you. Oh, so sorry. My mic just fell off, but Bridget, thank you so much. We're going to do a two-part series because I know our listeners and I want to know more about the tantric part and tantric sex. So we're going to do a second, another interview with Bridget about that. But Bridget, do you have any social media that you want our listeners to follow you on? Or there's a few places. Is. Um, first of all, my company's the McMullen Design Group.com. Um, you can see all of our beautiful work there. We go all over the country. We, we travel all over to do work. Uh, I have jobs in California and Chicago, so give me a call. Um, I also have Bridge in the City. That's my Instagram handle. And that's kind of my general artwork um, and musings. And the other one I have, like two more, but I'll just give this one. It's called. Um, I'll cross that bridge and it's my self-portrait journey. I've been drawing self-portraits of myself for the past three years to learn how to love myself. And so, uh, and they're beautiful. Yes. Yes. And I just did one for my, my 47th birthday. And, um, I, it, I think you're going to use it on the cover of this we talked about. So <laughs> it's a fabulous, fabulous portrait of myself, um, in the nude. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah. so are you going to show me a picture before we go, or should oh, yeah. I? Okay. And, and I'm sure when we... So last night, I painted this just for um, photo reasons when I was... Um, let me see if I can flip this around. Hold on. I might be able to do this better flipped. There we go. So I painted just the base of this just to get some photography done, you know, interior design photography. Uh-huh. And last night, I started listening to this DJ... Um, who I know from South Africa and she does like this trance and like medicine music and I was in the groove and then I was thinking about this other woman who's been designing these insane shaman neon 
um, costumes. And then I was thinking about my art shaman who I met in, in, in South Africa. And then I thought about you talking about your fears and painting while you're talking. And then you wait, it was that four minute that you just did when you were, hold on, I can flip myself around. You did four minutes about the, like your fears. Oh yeah. I was like, well, I was like, I'm going to have to do this at some point, but I couldn't do it because I didn't have the right technology at that point. But I don't know, something spoke to me. So I started, I went back to this image and I had Sharpies, which is like the worst art material ever. So I'm going to have to redo this with paint. (laughs) But I started doing this and I started writing in like all of these like, oh my gosh. Like, what if everything was just practice? Like, you know, like these ideas of what I've been, the body memories unlocked, like you left it. This one says, what's that say? It's always yours to have. Oh goodness. So I started really working on this and it just started becoming this thing that I feel like, I don't know what it is yet, but the bottom is like my, my junk, right? It's my, it's my swamp. It's the things that hold oh, me yeah. down. Yeah. I feel like as I'm moving upward, which we have a third eye happening and I don't know Love what else is happening. These splatters are now turning into blossoms, right? Like, yes. Yes. They're, it's, it's chaos and accident, but all those things actually develop who you are at the end of the day. Like you, you, all those accidents and the things that you, that you work on. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to flip this. There we go. Did I get it? No, you're seeing my dirty dishes. Like all these things are, it's amazing. It's all, so yes, yeah, it's you, all life, you know, you, all your experiences in life and then it becomes who you really are, you know, it, yeah. it, you learn from yeah. life experiences. So, oh my gosh, I love it. It's so beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So you were part of that. Like you're, I was, I just watched your thing right when I started working on it. Yes. So I'm thank honored. You. Thank you. Yay. We'll paint together. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. All right, Bridget. Um, thank you so much. I so enjoyed speaking with you and, and sharing and you sharing your journey in your life of self-love and painting and all that kind of stuff. So um, I so appreciate it. And we will get you back on and talk about tantric and tantric sex. Thank you. Thanks, Simone. It was awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Couch to Fire. I hope this podcast sparks something in you to take action to live your best life. If you are interested in joining me in this podcast and have something inspiring to share, please contact me. Couch to Fire. Live your best life.